Hey, warriors, and welcome to the Warrior Women in Christ podcast. Here we talk about faith, motherhood, marriage, life as a Christian author and entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jessica Christine. Join myself and others as we dive deeper in encouraging women to use their voices in our growing movement. Hope this episode truly blesses you. Hey, Warriors! I am your host, Jessica Christine, and you are listening to the Warrior Women in Christ podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, you know, I want to talk about cravings. And this is something that I've been dealing with myself and so many others around me. And I just figured it was kind of like a good topic to discuss because I, um, as I, I wrote my book and as I wrote it, I realized that we all crave something at some point and no matter what, um, somebody says or how they put it an addiction is an addiction and sometimes we addict we are addicted to um craving attention maybe food um alcohol drugs shopping whatever it is it's always attached to something it's a root something right and so Um, not only did I write about it, but I've been talking about it more and share my experiences with the different levels of cravings that I was craving, um, as far as, I don't know about you, but I wanted, you know, social acceptance. I wanted approval, you know, I wanted to, um, excuse me, um, connect and bond with people that necessarily didn't even want to connect and bond with me. And that includes family, right? And so as I started to, you know, kind of go over my edits for my book, um, I came across the book. My cousin uh, sent me Atomic Habits. I don't know if you guys have read that or not, um, but it is a really good book. I wanted to share kind of like an excerpt, who, excuse me, y'all, it's one of them days, from the book, okay? And this is Sydney. Sydney, say hi, warriors. Hi, warriors. Guys, remember, I am a mom of four, and, you know, I just do what it do. And sometimes, you know, y'all may hear my kids pop up in the background. And just, you know, hey, pray for me. Y'all know clearly there's, you know, these kids. Pray for me. Okay? Amen. So, um, hold on, babe. Let's talk about where cravings come from. And this is... Uh, from the section that says how to find and fix the causes of your bad habits so if can you just reflect on any bad habits that you may have picked up um throughout the years or even um kind of put down uh, for that matter um i want to read this quick uh, section real to you all to see um if you guys felt something too, it says every behavior has a surface level craving in a deeper underlying motive. I often have a craving that goes something like this. I want to eat tacos. If you were to ask me why I want to eat tacos, I wouldn't say because I need food to survive. But the truth is somewhere deep down, I am motivated to eat tacos because I have to eat to survive. The underlying motive is to obtain food and water. And even if my specific craving is for a taco, some of our underlying motives include, and he goes on to say, conserve energy, obtain food and water, find love and reproduce, connect and bond with others, 
win social acceptance and approval, reduce uncertainty, achieve status and prestige. A craving is just a specific manifestation of a deeper underlying motive. Come on, somebody. A craving is a specific manifestation of a deeper underlying motive. So when we think about our cravings and how they these cravings can lead to addictions, right? How let's kind of reflect on those underlying moments. Like for me, I will um put myself out here. I went from, you know, dealing with trauma as a child and I remember I I eventually really young, I started to smoke and drink. Um I I was healed and and you know, delivered from all of that, but I thought I was doing good. I thought I was fully healed, right? I'm like, okay, well, I'm no longer smoking and drinking, you know, to deal with my problems, to deal with my issues, to handle my trauma, to run away from those things. But, you know, those things become switched. You know, I really dove deep inside my word. And sometimes people, I know this is going to be rough for somebody here, but we can become addicted um to church we can become addicted to reading our bibles and just reading it to get away from life to hide away we can make spending time with jesus an addiction where not in the sense of our growth and we need him to survive we need this word to live and we're not seeking him from wise counsel and actually doing what the word says we become just seekers to get away from our own problems, to get away from our own lives. And that in return, we never do anything. We never actually act on the things that he tells us to act on. We don't grow in our faith. We just become like robots, right? But my case, not only was I doing that, but I started to eat. And I mean eat. I was eating those emotions away. Okay, so I want to share a couple things that I read in this book that really stood out that I felt um, it may help or benefit someone else. It says, look at nearly any product that is a habit forming and you'll see that it does not create a new motivation, but rather latches on to the underlying motives of human nature. He goes on to talk about how people that are trying to find love and reproduce they begin to use things like Tinder. When you browse on Facebook, you're connecting and bonding with others. When social acceptance and approval, people post on Instagram. To reduce uncertainty, you search on Google. And to achieve status and prestige, you begin to play video games. I don't know who needs to hear this today, But when I tell you that blessed my whole socks off, it blessed my entire socks off, okay? So, um, he goes on, he gives an example about how habits are all about associations. So, I know that the habit that I created, you know, as far as eating my emotions, whenever I was having an emotion, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I will find myself eating, and not just eating regular food, but eating sweets in an abundance. Not like, oh, Jessica just had a cookie. Jessica will have a whole box of cookie. Jessica will have a whole cake. Jessica will buy herself a whole container of cupcakes and eat them all. 
okay? And I make a pan of brownies and eat the entire pan. I'm not exaggerating. This is a true story. My husband and children can vouch. And so he gives us um uh, a bit, a tidbit. He tells us these associations determine whether we predict a habit to be worth repeating or not. As we are co- as we covered in our discussion of the first law, your brain is continually observing information and noticing cues in the environment. Every time you perceive a cue, your brain runs a simulation and makes a prediction about what to do in the next moment. So he gives an example. He says, cue, you notice that the stove is hot. Prediction, if I touch it, I'll get burned. So I should avoid touching it. But then he goes on and says, Q, you see that the traffic light turned green. Prediction, if I step on the gas, I'll make it safely through the intersection and get closer to my destination. So I should step on the gas. But he goes back in a chapter, earlier in a chapter, and he kind of mentions about, you know, sitting in his uh, place with his uh, friends and uh, he was uh, enjoying his trip. And it was like several of them, uh, several of his friends. And at some point he realized he had never smoked cigarettes, but a lot of the people that he was around actually smoked at least one pack of cigarettes a day. And he asked, you know, one of, one of the friends, how did they get started smoking? And the reply was friends. He said, it always starts with your friends. One friend smokes, then you try it. And he goes on to say, what was truly fascinating was that half the people in the room had managed to quit smoking. And so he said, he asked, how did they quit smoking? And it was this book called Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. And it basically freed you from the mental burden of smoking. And he shares a a couple tidbits that talks about how he systematically reframes each cue associated with smoking and gives it a new meaning. Certain things is you think you are quitting something, but you're not quitting anything because cigarettes do nothing for you. You think smoking is something you need to do to be social, but it's not. You can be social without smoking at all. You think smoking is about relieving stress, but it's not. Smoking does not relieve your nerves. It destroys them. But it continues on with basically making sure that we're noticing those cues. What are those cue moments? That is causing yourself, myself, and others to crave these things. Why do we need to crave people's approval? Why do we need to crave, you know, certain relationships and attention and, you know, crave substances that are hurting our bodies because we are emotional? Why are we allowing these things to have that much control, right? And so basically he tells us how we should reprogram our brains um, so that we're able to walk full and healed and whole. And these are things that I mentioned in my upcoming book as well, because it's so many of us walking around with these cravings, with these addictions, you know, and trying to get by life and thinking that we're healed from one thing. But in all reality now, we just moved it over and put our attention on something else and we're not doing anything positive with it. 
we are just allowing ourselves to just exist and relying on these things. Like we're relying those of us that have any kind of, you know, emotional eating issues. We're relying on these foods, on these sweets, on these chips or whatever to help aid our feelings and our emotions versus actually dealing with that and allowing ourselves to be in those moments. We're allowing substances as cigarettes or alcohol or video games, you know, to give us a sense of peace, a false awareness of control, a false awareness of calmness. When our reality goes, when you put that cigarette down and those thoughts come back, you're back to that cigarette and you've never actually dealt with the situation. You get what I'm saying? Uh, when you're struggling with some kind of control and you do something else and you feel like, well, I have control over this. And in reality, we have control over absolutely nothing except for our words to say yes or no. Amen. So a few things he gives us to reframe our habits to highlight their benefits rather than their drawbacks. Um it's to reprogram our mind is to make things seem more attractive. I don't know if you guys ever heard about, you know, things like that, but this is one of the laws that he speaks about in atomic habits and is making things more attractive. So things like exercise, finance, meditation, and how people, you know, associate exercise with being a challenging task and drains your energy. It actually does not. It's the complete opposite. You get what I'm saying? And it helps you build up skills. It helps you, you know, actually um, focus on, it actually helps you focus, to be honest, and build up momentum and build up consistency. And as you, the more you exercise, you realize your muscles are getting um, toner. You know, you're able to do more things, things becoming more easier to you. And just as we are exercising our body, we are also exercising our minds, right? Um, and our emotions, because it can be emotional trying to get through a rep that is really hard. But when you overcome something that was such a challenge and so hard for you and you're doing it without allowing yourself to be susceptible to things that will harm you, it can be so beneficial and refreshing. So I just kind of wanted to share these things and see if anybody else had any issues. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I want us all to grow. I want us all to, to truly be healed. You know what I'm saying? And so just today, if you do nothing else, just take away um, that the inversion of... Um, of behavior change is to make it attractive. You know what I'm saying? The inversion of the second law of behavior change is to make it unattractive. Every behavior has a surface level craving and a deeper underlying motive. Your habits are modern day solutions to ancient desires. And the cause of your habits is actually the prediction that precedes them. The prediction that leads to a feeling. Highlight the benefits of avoiding a bad habit to make it seem unattractive. And habits are attractive when we associate them with positive feelings. And unattractive and unattractive when we associate them with negative feelings. Okay. All right. And if we create a motivation rit uh, ritual by doing something you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit. 
all in all, friends, warriors, I want us to just really take that to another level and realize when we're having those cravings, when we're having those addictional addiction addiction issues, take these tips that were shared, but also seek God. Go to God, open his word, and look for scriptures to help us move past whatever we're dealing with. But meditate on it and actually live it out. Walk it out. Walk by faith. The word tells us that faith without works is dead. Anything in life, we have to, you can't just pray about it and wish it to happen. Things that you guys are hoping, like we pray for something, we did absolutely nothing. That is a miracle. That is a miracle. And they don't come by every single day. Jesus didn't always, um, when he was doing his ministry on earth, he didn't always look at people and just say, okay, you're healed. Get up, take your mat and walk. Some people he had to actually lay his hands on. Some people actually had to touch him. He actually had to put work in. He had to spend time with his father. He had to pray. And he had to actually take the works that God has given him, take that word and put it into action. His whole walk was about putting the word of God to action. And so today I pray that you don't sit. I want to encourage you guys that we don't sit in our stuff and just hope for the best, right? My prayer is that we actually take action and move forward in a direction of healing, a direction of freedom, and a direction of new beginnings. Amen. So thank you guys for listening to the Warrior Women in Christ podcast. I pray that you were blessed by today. Feel free to reach out at warriorwomenic.com or warriorwomenic on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions or would like for me to discuss um, certain topics here on this channel. Amen. All right. Love you guys and be blessed.